Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Well, good morning and welcome to Sue Rising Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. My name is Sashi Whitman and I'm your host for Sue Rising Radio. And our topic today is celebrating your culture. And our Sue Riser today, her name is Noor Al-Ramadan. Good morning, Noor. Say hi to everyone. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much, Noor, for being on our show. We're so excited to interview Noor. She is a high school senior at Benita Vista High School uh, here in San Diego. And Noor is one of our Sioux Risers, and she just finished her Sioux Talk just a couple months ago, last December, in Orange County. And it has been posted to YouTube now for all to see. Nor did you get the link on that so you can share it with everyone? I did. I shared it with my family. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, good, good. Awesome. So, Noor, for those who have not listened yet to your Sioux Talk, and they will want to, why don't you share with all of us what it was about? What was the title? And just um, tell us about it. Yeah. So my two talk was um, about my multicultural club. And it was a little bit about how I grew up in a dual heritage household. Um, my mom mm-hmm. is born in Nicaragua and my dad in Iraq. And so I talked uh-huh. about like embracing my dual heritage in high school and how I created a club out of that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay. And then can you tell us just a little bit about like why you found, um, because I think that's one of the um, pieces I remember about your talk or during your coaching is just how brave you were just to start something like this. Can you just tell us why you started this club at your? So I remember when I was a sophomore, I wanted to start getting like more involved in my culture and like having more pride in it. So mm-hmm. there was this Hispanic-based club, and because I'm, like, half Hispanic, half Iraqi, I was like, okay, this yeah. could be, like, a good club to go to. Um, but then I didn't feel like I, like, fully connected because I was I felt bad. I felt like I was, like, missing mm-hmm. my Middle Eastern heritage. Uh, so I yeah. was, like, what should I do, like, to, like, embrace both sides because I've never been, like, put in a situation where I've had to, like, I didn't want to choose between both sides or anything. So I decided mm-hmm. to start my own club, um, and so mm-hmm. it would be open to, like, anyone of any culture and, like, cultures mm-hmm. beyond, like, what we already have at school, which I thought would be a nice idea, so it's, like, really inclusive to everybody. Um, but, yeah, mm-hmm. I started the club my sophomore year, and it's still running my senior year, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what was it like? Um, so you started the club, but was it before covid the pandemic shutdown, or was it? It was, yeah, it was before COVID, um, a couple months before COVID. Um, I was a sophomore when COVID started, so uh-huh. it was virtual for, like, a year, which okay. it was, like, and very, how, like, slow. Mm-hmm. Okay, and how was it, or, or what was it like running a club virtually like that? Was it challenging? Was it what you had envisioned? 
Uh, it was. Mm-hmm. It was a little challenging to have um, meetings and stuff because obviously I couldn't mm-hmm. like my my club. We like to like bring food from the culture every meeting so everyone can like <laughs> oh, try the food. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's we, hard like, to do over a Zoom new... call. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, over a Zoom call, you can't really do that. So we actually right. like, found something, like, positive with having uh-huh. virtual. We decided to start a social media account. Um, it, okay. And that was, like, something new for us because I started, like, getting into social media management and, like, learning how to, mm-hmm. like, make posts and, like, keep a social mm-hmm. media account active. So that was, like, a positive from that um, okay. because it's still okay. running today. So, yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Now, let me ask you, how do you, no, I, I have kind of some, some questions just about the club because you are the, the founder and president, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So how are you transitioning out of that? You'll be leaving high school in a few short months. How are you passing on the torch, if you will, for this club? Yes. So I have a, a younger sister who's um, in her sophomore year right now, and she's planning on taking <sighs> that like position, which is really nice. But also uh-huh. something new with my club this year, there's a lot of underclassmen who are really, like, into it, which I was hmm. not expecting at all. But it's, like, a very uh-huh. happy, like, a good situation to have because they want to be able to, like, take the club over next year with my sister, which I think that's how it's really going to be active next year. And I'm just trying to, like, right. leave as much, like, things that I can for them, so, like, ideas for them and, like, projects for them uh-huh. um, so uh-huh. it can, like, continue after I graduate. That is awesome. Congratulations. That's so exciting. I'm so glad. And how great is it that your younger sister is able to take over the club? I think that's, well, that's such a natural, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Oh, that's so great. Were you ever nervous when you first started the club? Did it, did, were you ever scared to start something like this? Oh, and mainly because (laughs) I never, I didn't know what I was doing. I I mean, I was starting something from scratch. It was a little right. hard to start it at first, you know, because it was hard mm-hmm. to, like, gain membership and, like, mm-hmm. figure out how to grow a club. But over time, right. I think it taught me a, a lot of resilience and a lot of leadership and patience and how to, like, manage a club. And I think the skills that I learned from it are, like, really invaluable, and I'm going to, like, carry them throughout, like, college and my career. That's awesome. That's so great, Nora. So back to your Sue talk when you were writing it, um, your coach was Michelle Beauchamp. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And what was it like working with her as your coach? It was super fun to work with her because Mm -hmm. she would have conversations with me. Um, My writing Mm -hmm. was very, like, rigid. She said said it was very, like, English class style, like, no emotion, (laughs) just, like, event to event. And so she would naturally just talk to me and, like, start Mm -hmm. um, getting, like, emotion out of me. And then she'd be like, Uh just write how you just spoke right now because you speak, but you don't, like, write Mm -hmm. what you feel. And so she really taught me a new way of writing that I Mm -hmm. still remember, like, that skill that she taught me, like, write your emotions Mm -hmm. in that sense. And Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed working with her. And then I was also helped with Adrian. um, And Adrian helped a lot, too. That's right. Yes. Okay. We love Adrian Gray. That's awesome. You had a dual coaching team. That's fantastic. Oh, that's so yes. great. I love how you, I love what you just said, write what you feel um, or mm-hmm. learning to write your emotions. That's a, that's a, something really, really difficult. And that's not taught really in school, unless you're doing creative writing, which there's so little of that. So 
Yeah. I think that's 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 such a, a needed skill, and then and it makes your your story so much more power, powerful. Yeah, so I'd love everyone who's listening to be able to listen to Noor's talk on um, uh, on our Sue Talks YouTube site. You can go there and see it there. So let me ask you, Noor, what was it like um, living in a dual heritage home? What was your upbringing like? My upbringing was very open-minded. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I I was learning Arabic and Spanish when I was little while I was in preschool. Wow. Uh-huh. Um, right. I don't currently practice Arabic anymore, but I remember I would be able to like do my alphabet, my numbers, my like, I was able to converse in Arabic and that was very cool. But, uh-huh. um, my, my parents would take me to like El Cajon or like Los Angeles to try like Nicaraguan food and Iraqi food. Uh, okay. and we still kind of do that. Uh-huh. And so in right. school, like I was very like open to different foods when other kids would bring their mm-hmm. cultural food from their families, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, what's that? And, like, naturally, I just had that curiosity to learn about it. And I would like to right. show people, like, my food, too, like, gallo pinto and, like, kebab and, like, shawarma and that type of stuff. Like, it was just – I've always been, like, very into an open-minded household with my dual heritage. My parents wanted me to embrace both of their sides and, like, learn both of their cultures and languages. And I really uh-huh. appreciate that now. Yeah, that's that's such a again such a valuable. I mean, to be able to have that knowledge of the culture and the language and the food. Have you ever visited um, Iraq or or no? I've never visit? visited oh. Nicaragua or Iraq, but I would oh, like to, okay. like in college, their study uh-huh. abroad or something like that. That would be amazing. That would be mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Do you have Do you have family back there in both of those? Yes, I have family in both okay. countries. Okay. Okay, that's that's really really cool. Okay, um, so right now we are going to take a quick moment and recognize one of our sponsors. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner National University. National University is proud to be San Diego's largest private nonprofit university founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates students from across the U.S. and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Thank you for your support, National University, and thank you to all of our sponsors and our partners. And now, Sashi, back to your show. Okay, great. We're back to celebrating your culture. And with us today is Noor Al-Ramadan. So, Noor, we were just talking about your family and where they're from and how you are really, um, your family seems so close and so tight-knit mm-hmm. and supportive. Uh, so may I ask, who are your role models? Who have they been for you? My role models are definitely my parents, um, just mm-hmm. for their work ethic, um, coming to America mm-hmm. and, like, creating this life for themselves. Like, that's very right. inspiring to me to always work hard, too. Um, and mm-hmm. then, like, celebrity role models, it would definitely be Shakira <laughs> because she's also dual heritage with Middle Eastern and Latina, and she really that's embraces right. it. Um, and I really like her music, so I really look up to Shakira. <laughs> we love Shakira in this house. Okay, big fan. That's awesome. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and your parents are so sweet. No, I, I met them at, at um, the Sioux Talks in December, and they – they do. They were so proud of you and just so happy to be there and, and see you on the stage. It was it was really awesome. Uh, now, do you have any news or accomplishments that you want to share with all of us? 
Um, I have one uh, new thing that happened. That I got my first college acceptance. Yes, um, that's to, awesome. <laughs> where to? <laughs> to San Diego State for communications. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. That Thank is you. excellent. And that seemed to come out really early, too, so that's really, really good. So that's it fantastic. Was really it's exciting. a very. Oh, that's a yeah. very competitive school. Oh, good. Good for you. Now, Thank um, you. Com- communication as your major, do you have any uh, career ideas yet or thoughts about what you want to do? Yes. Um, I really want a career where I can, like, work with people and, like, have something hands-on. So I think, like, working in, like, as a nonprofit executive or even, like, mm-hmm. law and, like, helping people mm-hmm. or – being mm-hmm. a teacher, an educator, or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't have it mm-hmm. to point exactly, but I know, like, yeah. communications yeah. is very broad, and I'll be able to, like, learn, like, public speaking skills and, like, writing mm-hmm. skills and just different skills that can help me in the future. Oh, that's – okay. I cannot wait to see what happens and where you go. So <laughs> can I ask you, do you want to stay in San Diego for school? Do you want to stay in California? Do you have any thoughts about that, about where you want to go? I would like to stay in Southern California, preferably, because okay. I really like the beach okay. and the weather. But I'm open okay. to, like, to moving, too, because, like, if I'm going to college, I'm, like, ready for, like, a whole new experience. So I'm just right. waiting to hear back, and then I will decide where I'll go. Okay. And we have very, like, a, several weeks before that decision is made, right? I think decisions are yes. due May 1st. That's coming up. Okay. Keep us posted. Yes. We are very, very excited for you. I, I cannot wait to see what happens. So I, will. I, have Thank to, you. <laughs> I have to also share that we met Noor through the Girl Scouts, and that is how you found out about Sue Talks and Sue Rising. Is that right, Noor? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So tell us about what. Um, tell us about what has been your greatest learning experience or something that you really treasure from being part of the Girl Scouts? I really treasure um, the leadership and speaking opportunities. Mm-hmm. I feel like I mm-hmm. was able to become, like, more confident in myself through Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. Um, notably, mm-hmm. I used to go to the camps, and I was, like, really shy to go to the camps. Like, I, I was, like, almost didn't want to, but I still, like, went. Um, just because mm-hmm. it was, like, really intimidating to meet, like, a bunch of people from all over San Diego that I didn't know. Um, but they had mm-hmm. these, like, camp counselors who were, like, high schoolers who would, like, okay. guide us through and, like, make us feel comfortable. And so mm-hmm. when I was in middle school and high school, I decided to become one, too, and just get really involved and, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, give back to the Girl Scouts because mm-hmm. they always made my summer very memorable by going to the camp. Right. And my favorite, uh-huh. like, community service thing to do is always, like, volunteering at the summer day camp. And I feel like mm-hmm. I learned a lot about in my leadership. Um, and my strength through that experience. And I'm really thankful okay. for it. That's awesome. Okay, so lifelong Girl Scout. I love it. Um, <laughs> do Okay, so let me ask you, what do you think you learned the most about yourself, or what do you think you gained from the, the experience of being a Sioux Riser uh, just in the last few months and getting on the stage and sharing your talk? Something I really realized is that, like, my greatest, like, joy and, like, where I feel, like, most satisfied is when I'm able to connect with people um, because mm-hmm. just, like, after my Sue talk, people were, like, coming up to me and, like, talking to me mm-hmm. about their experiences, too, which I was not right. expecting that, but 
it was just yeah. like, that was like a very valuable like moment like memorable moment for me because like my mm-hmm. talk was able to connect with people personally and that mm-hmm. was really memorable for me that's awesome that's so great yeah the, the one of the, my favorite parts of the two talks events is having um, a lot of the audience come and like greet the risers afterwards they're so excited to talk to you and congratulate you and just want to, mm-hmm. you know, to get to know you a little bit better and put you on their podcast. And it's, it's been really, really great to see. It's really, it's awesome. So, mm-hmm. well, congratulations, Noor, on everything. Thank you so much um, again for being with us today. And just, again, keep us posted on your um, college admissions and where you decide to go. And uh, we look forward to, you know, keeping in touch with you. So Thank you. That. It is our show for today, and I'd like to say thank you to Noor for being our guest, and a special thanks to all our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally, as we are an international show. We'll be back again for another Sue Rising Radio or Women Lead Radio show Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific. It has been my pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where life-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.